welcome to 80s Babies and the Great Cinematic Debate, the podcast where we rewatch and obsess over the movies that we loved as kids, the movies that we don't remember as kids, the movies that ultimately shaped our generation as kids growing up in the late 80s and early 90s. I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined today, as always, by Charlie. Oh my god, like, always. Like, always. Always. We're in it. I'm like your herpes. <laughs> I might hide for a while, but I'll come back, boo-boo. I'll come back. You're much better than that, Charlie. Oh, thank you. But it's like nature's bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. gross. Welcome back, kids. It's the 80s and the babies. Don't worry. <laughs> Charlie already brought it there. And uh, we're back. And <gasps> today we watched... You're stupid! I see what you did there. <laughs> we're back at Dinosaur Story. Um, it's a movie about uh, scientists time traveler who wants to do good in his final years and so he goes back and he makes dinosaurs smart so that kids in the future can realize can get their one wish he says the people who wish the most are children and their wish who the wish most the loudest <clears throat> who and and it even says in the movie uh, a little bit there and so <laughs> he makes the dinosaurs smarter he brings them to the future so that the kids can ma- make their dreams come true and he's like meet my friend she'll meet you at the museum of natural history but avoid my brother. He he runs a circus. His, his name is Doctor Screw Eye, and so they're dropped off, parachuted out. They meet a kid. The kid's kind of rambunctious. Uh, he says, "I'll take you there because I have to. I want to run away to the circus." So they go on an adventure. Um, they realize they can't travel through the city, so he ser- searches. They meet a girl. She's crying. Her parents are neglectful, so they kidnap her. <laughs> they fly back to meet the others. They make their way to. Central Park? The parade? Already? Oh, the The parade. parade, To disguise them to get there. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. T-Rex can't control himself. Things get real. So then they run off the streets. The cops are after them. They end up uh, trying to save the children because they end up going to the circus. They find out that's where the mad scientist brother whose evil circus is. So they race there. The kids already signed a contract. The dinosaurs say we'll be evil again. If you let the kids go, he lets the kids go. The dinosaurs become evil in part of the circus show. The kids sneak into the circus show and they become little minions and discover that, oh my God, they're evil again. So then the kids embrace the dinosaurs, which turns back to cartoon characters again and lovable again. And then the ravens decide to kill the dude and we're golfing again with the T-Rex. Yeah, I think that, yeah. Pretty much sums it up, yeah? Sure, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> did i leave so, something out I no guess. i think that's basically it it's like i just watched the movie and it felt just as long as the movie too. <gasps> i will spit on you i'll go fucking camel okay <laughs> you know what's interesting about the credits is there's a lot of big names in here oh there's tons of credits in this steven spielberg put together a killer he was like you know what i'm gonna make this bullshit movie jurassic park just to get people amped up for this cartoon right because Jurassic Park came out in June of 93. Mm-hmm. And this movie came out in November of 93. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I had to sit there and be like, okay, January, February, March, April, May, June. Okay, so Jurassic Park came first. Yeah. There's my story. That's a good story, right? <laughs> <laughs> you had to start from January to see if November came You gotta start at the beginning. First. You gotta start at the beginning. God, don't judge it, brother. <laughs> you read a book from the start, don't you? So what was interesting with all the credits is... The directors, there were four directors. <laughs> For this hour-long movie, there's four directors. And huge hitting people, too. Yeah. Oh, Who? Steven Spielberg. He did not direct it. Oh, he was just he a producer? Just, yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. Which is so crazy to me. I mean, I went to film school, and we studied a lot of films. And I don't remember movies, or I don't recall a lot of films that had that many directors where it wasn't, like, a special, like... Jetem Puri or I Love You New York where it's a bunch of directors but on purpose because they each do their own segment Mm. this movie um, is an interesting approach with the four directors Mm -hmm. (laughs) I it could be why it's so jumbled I could say (gasps) this isn't jumbled there's a story arc there is there no there definitely is Mm mhm um, but it, like, the emotional, like, getting you there. Is there's no not journey in emotions. Really, there's no journey in emotions. <laughs> Who yes. cares about emotions? This True. is a romantic flick. This is about dinosaurs and not killing things. Well, then why did they put some romance in it? 
That's fair. I know. That was weird to me. I'm like, there's seven. Uh, Lisa Simpson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's made her movie debut, so. Yearly she... Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she... she was talking, and I was like, that's Lisa. I couldn't see her as the character, because it was kind of like the love child of All Dogs Go to Heaven. Uh <laughs> Anne Marie, and like the, but with the voice of Lisa, so I couldn't look at it seriously. I couldn't either. Every I time she was on there, I looked like, away. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I, I'd rather like either see it and not hear her, or like not hear her or not see her and hear it. Did you realize that the evil scientist guy that ran the cir- circus? That was King Triton. Yep, the yep voice. it was. He was actually uh, in The Land Before Time. He's the grandpa long neck. He is actually, oh. he has a very, he is one of the largest credit reels. I looked up each character, most of the main voices, and his repertoire is killer. He was in DuckTales. I mean, he was in every cartoon I loved growing up, the TV shows. He was in every cartoon movie as almost nothing. I mean... Him, which, which doctor were you talking, you're talking about the evil one, right? Mm-hmm. And so was um, the uh, good doctor. The not evil one. Uh, Walter Cronkite. That's who that was. No, no that's he was the... Walter Cronkite, okay, yeah, was, was the Dr. Goodeye or something like that. Yeah. What a horrible name. And how, let's just say this. How lucky are they that one of the brothers ended up fucking up an eye? Because imagine growing up and you're both Dr. Goodeye. Yeah, that's fucked up. Right? <laughs> I didn't think of that. Good it's eye, very fortunate there was something to specify why their names are eyes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's odd, I think. That is interesting. Thank you so um, much. I know. I made it up. <laughs> I feel like these two characters, the, the evil one and the good one, mm-hmm. the good one, I didn't necessarily associate totally with being pure and good because I know we're supposed to think that because he has the wish radio and he's bringing back these dinosaurs to make little kids happy. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's going to go wrong. Right. And I feel like he has some intent with why he's bringing them, them back and he's just not telling them. Mm-hmm. You think there's something else under that hood? Yeah. Because he's too creepy, and that's weird. And he he's trying to make amends no for something. Solid though. plan, and I feel like these two characters are also like a split, divided personalities of the guy from Jurassic Park, Sam Neill, Doctor Hammond. Oh, okay. Like okay. the intent is there. Like I want to bring these two little children, not thinking about the fact that like, so in this oh, cartoon you. world. That, like, they're not cartoons to themselves, you know, this is real life. Yeah. So you're bringing back these dinosaurs, but they're not evil, per se. They're unmonsterized. They're civilized. Yeah. But life will always find a way. You know what I mean? (laughs) You stupid. So they're gonna become their monster true selves because that's who they are. Right. And so it's just interesting why you would choose to bring them back knowing that. And you know that he knows that. Because he has brain food to change it. Yeah. Life finds a way. I get what you're saying. But no. I feel like, what the fuck did he do in his life so horrible that he's grasping for straws just for making kids' wishes come true? Like, he's just like, I don't know what else I can do. Probably the way he treats his shit brother. Because I feel like that's the brother's, like, problem with his life because his whole circus is based on feeding on people's fears Mm -hmm. and at the end we're jumping way ahead here um but at the end when he brings the dinosaurs out and he like hypnotizes them he yells to the crowd that is fleeing his paying customers and saying like not worried about the fact that they're leaving he Mm -hmm. doesn't care but saying like you're scared of them and i've mastered them i'm the master of fear Mm -hmm. like he's got some like issues that he needs to work out. He's got a power trip. And I think they involve his brother, because then his brother comes and saves the day. Well, the day was already saved. His <laughs> brother just shows up, and he's like, hey, do you want to come with me, bro? And he's like, no. And he's like, okay, bye. Right. And then he flies off, and the, the, the evil brother's kill. like, wait, no, I do want to go. And like, your whole life, he was probably like, just trying to get approval from his brother and then being scared when his he brother He didn't say I want to go after that. He just said I'm scared to be alone. He immediately 
changed his mind. You can see it in his demeanor. Mm. He changed his mind. He wanted to go. So that whole thing is him. It's his fear of abandonment from his brother and wanting to be better than his brother who has this great huge fucking ship and can go back in time. Mm-hmm. And all this dude has is... He... No, because he knows magic too. He chose what he's using. Because he can make his hat do shit. He did a lot of magic tricks. Yeah, but he, it's never been as cool as his brother. And by his choice. You don't... I mean... No, he went the other his direction. His machine is even bigger. He's Sith. He chose not Jedi. <laughs> That's the decision he made. That's all I'm saying. He's a bitch because he chose to be a bitch. Oh my god, I could totally go down the Sith path with you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm... But we will not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get back to the beginning of the movie. We've been debating the scientists. So, well, first of all, it starts with like a little bird, which is like trying to leave the nest. Real random. Mm -hmm. It tries to leave the nest and falls on the dinosaur who's golfing. Do you know the mom is real Perlman? From Cheers. Yeah, I noticed that in the credits. That's funny to me because I did not notice such that. Such a small role. Right. Everybody was a major. Like I think they were expecting this to be a box office hit. I think so too. I don't That's know if it's because of Jurassic looking Park. Looking through the credits, I was like, "Wow, this is a failure." But if this would have been good, this would have been like mm-hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> How would that go again? Good. This was good. <laughs> oh. I know. Well, <laughs> I hate too hard. <laughs> <laughs> so the bird tells the dinosaur this is what the, gets the ball rolling the golf ball if you will um the little birdie says he wants to go to the circus fly away to the circus and the dinosaur says the circus is the ocean of sp- like with spice wait let me say that again a circus is an ocean with some spice that's just, the worst line I think I've ever heard in my life. I I would I would agree with that, my friend. That doesn't even make sense. It doesn't in the make in bit. the slightest. Not bit even of a sense. little bit. That's an adult that wrote that, huh? I never noticed that line before. <laughs> Circus is the spice of the sea. It, Maybe no. I rewound it. That's what he says. I think. <laughs> it's just a Charlie fact. <laughs> I think it's a Charlie fact. Oh my god, it's contagious. I was like distracted and then I was like, what did he say? Growing that up. That can't be what he said. They're talking about the circus though, right? And then the whole movie turned out to be centered around a circus, so yeah. Britney Spears knew it was up. All on me in the center of the ring. It's like, okay, your time's up, 15 seconds. Um, so then he starts telling the story and by the way the beginning was boring like I didn't care about this little bird Mm -hmm. I thought it was dumb for running away and being a shithead to his mom when Mm -hmm. his mom was like protecting him although I will say 90% of my childhood I was that little bird growing up my brothers were all athletic they were all dicks and they all got everything before me because they could kick my ass it's not fair I liked the little fake out they did by the way we see the birds like fighting with each other and they don't talk and the parents show up no words so we're like all right you know maybe these birds are just gonna not say anything mm-hmm. they run up to the parents and go cheep 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 chirp chirp mm-hmm. that was an amazing <laughs> and then they start talking right <laughs> i was like what? <laughs> okay great fake out <laughs> <laughs> well commit commit right. which one are we gonna be here kids <laughs> So they're talking about, like, well, I know this little story, John Goodman in his billowy voice when he falls down. Yeah, it was an interesting, like, character voice he went with. Like, slow and not really caring. And mm-hmm. it's just, his, okay. his voice sounds like a hug with bass. <laughs> I said it, and I'm standing by it. What do you have to contribute? Um, I don't. I just pictured you, like, listening to his voice and going, oh, this feels nice. <laughs> it was. I'm, it's you, very soothing. He's got a nice, small, nice, medium voice. Like, it's, it's booming. It's got a lot of bass in it. He's a large man. So you fall asleep to, like, books read by John Goodman? Could you imagine? No. No, I don't fall asleep to books on tape. Uh, if Tom Hardy did a book on tape, I would fall asleep to that. Yeah, mm, no matter yeah. what it was. What if it was like the human centipede or something like that? Oh, no, maybe a select select versus, maybe. Versus? <laughs> Are versus in uh, human centipede? All right. 
Don't know how to do it. <laughs> Luke chapter <laughs> centipede. So anus loose chapter four. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. So we travel back in time. Wait a minute. To what I just the... like in these kind of movies is that while this bird is important, the blue one, he goes into the water and he shoots his his um, golf club and then 30 golf balls fly into a tree hitting all those birds. Apparently those black crows don't matter, but this little blue jay matters a little bit. Yeah. Fucked up. Because this little blue bird can talk. Those... They tweet tweet. The kids went tweet tweet. What if these birds are just oh my god, oh my god? But like wah, wah, <laughs> that would have been a great like <laughs> little thing in the movie if the birds just fl- flew out of the tree, going what the fuck? Right, get the fuck out of watch where you're aiming that shit. <laughs> like the seagulls in Finding Nemo, mine. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go uh, to his memory, and it's the science, the little well, starts, alien. It's not his memory. Whatever. He starts telling a story. And that's important. We'll get to that later. But he starts telling a story, and he's just like a sharp tooth, like, rolling around in the woods, like, chasing dinosaurs. Also known as a T-Rex. Yes. But Steven Spielberg also produced The Land Before Time, so you see some similarities here. Or at least I did. Okay. Well, ooh, look at you. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 And if you were a... Oh, Christ. 80s film cartoon connoisseur, <laughs> you will see the similarities as well. Thank if you. you listeners could see the chicken heading that went on while she said the word connoisseur, you'd be vomiting on your own feet right now, but it was adorable at the same time. <laughs> connoisseur. Oh, okay, bobblehead. <laughs> so we I'm go. sorry, I'm not John Goodman <clears throat> wrapping you in a hug. He's running around, he's running around, and then all of a sudden this little green, the alien ship comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and we think he's going to rip it apart but I'll, this little alien dude starts trying to hawk his wares my yeah. thing is <clears throat> I thought he was going to steal him to become a brand ambassador for this cereal like on another planet that'd be a brilliant idea especially if they were to make it into a real cereal cereal that's just marketing brilliance right there well, that's what I thought like what he was saying because I honestly, like, before I watched this just now, I hadn't seen this movie maybe ever. Mm. I was trying to... I don't think I saw it as a kid. I remember it existing. It's good, though. Um, and I remember looking at it like, oh, maybe I should watch that. And I don't remember if I actually did or if I was like, nah, that was shit. was terrible. Um, but how would you know if you hadn't seen it? Probably because I blocked it from my memory because who cares? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we're getting. I wasted an hour of my life as like an eight year old, and was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna forget about it. Take that memory." I feel like for all these amazing artists that were involved in creating this thing, I know an hour long. I was like short, right? mm. I granted you didn't like the movie, but like it felt long. Like I feel like with it's a Steven Spielberg produced, headlining all these amazing voice actors, hour and a half to two. I'm only, like, pausing because I don't know if I could have watched another hour of this movie. Right, but if it would have been good. Okay, well, that's... Let's make the first hour good before we <laughs> consider tacking on another hour, You're okay? stupid. <laughs> but, like, okay, so he goes, ah, did you want to buy this? And he starts feeding this um, T-Rex cereal. Yeah, they capture just his head. So right. that they can stuff it with a cereal. Mm-hmm. Brain grain or something like that. By the way, did you think that that little alien that was pushing the cereal, did you think he looked... The Flintstones guy? No, I thought he looked like the bee from the Honey Nut Cheerio commercials. Nope, I didn't get that. No? that's. But now I see it. Thank you. But I didn't get it then. Okay. Because I thought of the, the kazoo, I think his name was. He was in the Flintstones and the Jetsons. He was a little alien that appeared out of nowhere. You don't remember uh, do him? I not recall, no. Oh, he was in the movie. He was great. Kazoo. Great. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Kazoo. Yeah, so <laughs> he turns the dinosaur sentient? I would Is think that Disney. Right he turned the dinosaur Disney. Life. Yeah, okay. And he introduces them to the other dinosaurs that have become civilized as well. Which, by the way, just eating something teaches you how to read and to speak. 
No, he learned how to read before he even... Oh, the cereal. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, right off the bat, he knows how to speak, sing. He knows songs. Yeah. He didn't have to learn them. That's just something that's ingrained in T-Rexes as long as they, you know, can learn more. Plus, when you eat this cereal, it's like instant cosmetology. You're immediately more adorable. Yeah. Like, yeah. even the shape of your eyes will physically alter because you learn things so well. I think this cereal is like edibles, man. Like, you think you look better. And you're hungry. They down them some hot dogs. Yeah, And that's they fair. become way smarter. They think they know things, and they do. You think they're just stoners. You think it's just laced with drugs. I think, yeah, maybe, possibly. Okay. And they start to have thoughts. Like, deep thoughts be- besides just, like, hunting. Okay. They all sit around and chat. You think he's a drug peddler? Possibly. Maybe that's what he's make, trying to make Getting up. He the got a bunch of kids hooked stoned, on crack. Yeah. And that's why he's trying to bring them dinosaurs now to make them feel better because he got them hooked on crack. A.K.A. sugar. This is General Mills' way to apologize to the American public <laughs> for making all these disgusting cereals. Before no need to, to apologize. I love me some CT Crunch. <laughs> yeah, but now they have actual grains in them. Before they were literally just sugar. Mm. There's now laws in place. It's always been good. I didn't taste the difference if they changed it. <laughs> so I'm not mad about it. I they don't enjoy need to, Captain Crunch. I love just berries. That shit is off the hook. They did I not lo- need to force this movie on me to apologize for <laughs> giving me sugar as a child. I was cool with it. <laughs> the antidote was that Crest movie with the Crest guys. You know Crest toothpaste? Yeah, I don't remember guys. Yeah, they were like toothpaste men, and they had sunglasses, and they were cool. Mm, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't they remember taught cool. you to keep your teeth clean. Anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> so this scientist, like the alien, brings them once they've had their fill mm-hmm. of hot dogs. The little alien honey nut Cheerio guy takes them upstairs, and we meet the good eyes, Doctor Goodscrew. Ah, good eye. <laughs> Dr. Good, good Eye. Good screw. Jeez. Is that what you were picturing? You that stupid. Hot daddy? You stupid. <laughs> I like it wrinkly and gray. <laughs> and, and he explains to them that he has this radio of wishes, and he said that kids are the loudest. Kids wish the loudest. But here's my argument. I dare you to fucking find somebody who wished more for something than I have for James Hugh James to actually happen. Well, that was going to be my point. I think maybe adults wish more. I would think we're so. Just we not, but we're just not as lose. vocal about it. We have more to lose. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> just give me one night with James Hugh James. And also little kids are distracted. They'll be like, I wish to see a real dinosaur. Like, two seconds later, I wish for ice cream. They don't, like... Could you imagine him trying to keep up? Like, you just told me dinosaurs. I went back in time, (laughs) fed them brain food that I actually invented just so you could have that one wish, and now you want ice. Well, here's some goddamn Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) Thank you. Good day. You don't get the goddamn dinosaurs now. Thank you. Yeah, and then he should have just called it a wrap, and then he... (laughs) Now he has friends that are dinosaurs. Amen. <laughs> then he should have started his own circus. Didn't you get the movie? Circuses are evil. Full circle. You just, you just try to finish my sentence and not work out? No, I was just trying to wrap up what you were saying. Oh, I apologize. Moving forward, apparently, kid. <laughs> um, where was I? Okay, so yeah. He, he shows them the little wish bubbles of little mm-hmm. kids saying... I want to see a dinosaur, Mommy. I want to see a Triceratops. I want to see it now. I want a Pterodactyl. They sounded like the little kids from, or Veruga Salt from Charlie and Chuck. They did sound a little bitchy, didn't they? I want to. But that's, this whole movie is basically saying this guy's traveling around the world to give these kids anything they need, right? That's right. Just... This it, They never specified that this was the only wish that he was fulfilling. Right. And I don't think that it was. That's why he dropped him off and ran, I right. think. Right. Exactly. So this was just one facet of it. So he picked them up, made them like civilized air quotes. That's their term. They mm-hmm. said like we're evolved now, we're civilized. Um, and he gives them the choice. So you saw these wishes. Do you like want to do that? Is that cool? Who had <laughs> and... your favorite voice? <sighs> I don't know. Did you just shudder? Yeah, because I was like, I don't, I can't. 
Hmm. I, I don't have a favorite character. I don't have. She has a great voice. The accent on that little boy was. That was a woman. Really? Yeah. That well, was a the accent was down she, pat. She was in Tailspin, I think. She did a voice for like I a lot of movie. shit. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? She was one of the main people on it. She was actually in a lot in uh, the early 90s, but nothing really anymore. Crazy. I feel like you're asking me that because you want to say who your favorite was. I already told you. The pterodactyl. Oh, I guess I wasn't listening. I loved her voice. (laughs) I'm glad I were right there. Was it like a silky hug after a long, relaxing bath filled with lavender? It was like a British nanny talking me in the bed. (laughs) I felt like Mrs. Potts was in the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where was Chip? I was Chip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the dinosaurs take on this ta- task. They're like, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll be the wish fulfillers of these children. So the guy says, he gives them a plan. Where's the plan? I wrote it down. His plan is to meet his friend at the Museum of Natural History. Yes. Wink. And he goes, the Museum of Natural History. Wink. The winking becomes a weird thing. Yeah, I don't get it what the winking is. Well, I have a theory. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> you know, I think our podcast is going to be longer than this movie. I think it, we're almost there, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. We have more to say about it than they do. <laughs> I know. We thought about it more, I think, than all four of those directors. Um so the mission that these dinosaurs have once they accepted their task Mm -hmm. is find this lady at the museum who's adorable watch out for this dude dr screw eye yeah meet every single child possible and fulfill every single wish of them that wants to meet a dinosaur all of them everywhere in the world there's no specifications and try not to step on anybody Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And that's their mission. Was, mm-hmm. And here, I'm going to drop you. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to give you a warning. Parachute. I'm going to push you out of this plane, and you can't swim, but I'm going to drop you into the East River. Yeah, he's fucking hood. <laughs> he's like, I got a lot of wishes to deal with. I really yeah, don't have time to land. Get um, out. If you could just crowbar yourself to hell, that'd be great. <laughs> right. And they fall in the East River, which is gross. And I, then... I have fallen in the East River. It is not pleasant. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe those New Yorkers should think about the environment a little bit more. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> we can say that because we live in L.A., so yeah. we have, like, a rivalry with them. So. It's, like, very, like, Mighty Ducks and Hawks, you know? Yes. Totally, like, not even the Hawks. They're, like, Iceland, okay? And we're totally. the ducks. They have over-greased hair. Yeah. We're the ducks at the new uniforms we at the quack. end of the Goodwill Games, and they're Iceland before they turn good at the end. Nice. Thanks. This coming from a former New Yorker. Um, so they find, when they fall into the East River, um, they meet a boy who made a raft and is floating down the East River. Just randomly. Oh, yeah. That's how they meet Louie. Yeah, and they then the rubber raft and T-Rex flies out of the water onto the rubber raft. And then two minutes later... He falls in and he can't get out of the water. He can't swim all yeah, of a sudden. That's what it was like, like three they... seconds later. It's like, are you kidding me? That's what I thought when they fell in the water the first time. Like none of them can swim except maybe the pterodactyl can get out. The green all the one other ones are gonna sink. Could swim. Oh. So that's awkward to bring up well, right now. The, I don't know. Elephants sorry. can swim. So maybe the triceratops could, is my point. Huh. Cause elephants hippopotamuses are pretty tight as swimming actually. Okay, well, the T-Rex for sure right. could not swim. That it was stupid. a big head and little arms. Thank you so much. <laughs> so they... Let's, like, jump through some hoops here. Let's wrap some things up. So he got saved from the waters. The kid is like, cool, so I'm going to use you guys to get me to Central Park and you to the museum. And we also realize... We'll part ways. Like, I don't know why he didn't just hop on the subway, but... <laughs> Nonetheless, he 
We realize like, he's from a, one of the wishes, though. He wished for a friend, and it really impacted the T-Rex man, and that's why they were so like, okay, I, we'll go I with do you. realize that, but he didn't realize that. Correct. He didn't realize that they were friends, even though he had a moment where the dinosaur touched his shoulder, and he turned around and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, you are friends with dinosaurs, and they're not eating you. So I think that we should just shut up with our whining about not having friends, because some of us aren't doing so good. <laughs> Okay. I don't have a dinosaur friend. To, I don't even have a dog his, friend. He wants to ditch his friends for a chance he gets. He wants to use them and then throw them away. So he, his idea for getting them through to Central Park is joining the Macy's parade. Yeah. So that they'll look like an attraction. Yeah. Why is he so mean to Elsa, though? He's like, hey, bat, can you fly? He's, he's really mean to her. He's rude, if you'll notice, to everybody that he likes. Hmm. Which is, like, an annoying little boy trait. Mm-hmm. Or stereotype, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're like trying to tell not, me something. It's... Yeah, you're a bitch, Charlie. I'll take it. Um, no, I feel like it's not really character development. It's just like, oh, little boys are mean to people that they like, so we'll just have him be mean to these mm-hmm. these women. And his friends, which is what he does. Because, mm-hmm. right, he goes on Elsa. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. He goes on Elsa, and they fly through the city. And it's dweebs, Elsa, Rex, and Woob. I'm so glad I know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just watched the goddamn movie, so there's that. They, do they say any of their names they except They introduce Rex? them twice. Oh. So this is I watched this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when he's flying on Elsa, that's how he meets homegirl, Cecilia. Cecilia. Because he flies up onto her penthouse balcony, and she's crying. And she's in her apartment alone. He storms in. Mm-hmm. Not thinking that that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. The, the pterodactyl. With the pterodactyl. And you're a random person who just jumped on your balcony and walked into your apartment. And you smell like the river. Yeah, and you smell like the East River. <laughs> and dinosaurs. Prehistoric dinosaurs. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, though. If somebody came swooping in with a dinosaur, I'd be like, can I ride? This is why you should not be around Falcor, Charlie. Why? I would love to ride Falcor. I Are know. you kidding me? That's why you I'm can't say it like you. that. Falcor would be the most amazing friend you ever had. Just a magical fucking dragon of friendship and love. Falcor wouldn't like me, Charlie. I'm not a, like, I'm a girl, so he wouldn't be friends with me but mm, he liked the golden child or the the empress mm-hmm. he didn't let her ride him though the childlike empress i'm sorry uh i'm sure he would have enjoyed a nice okay that sounds really think, gross I don't you think, think he you would. are being too gym- you. no no um, you're not doing that to my favorite no. <laughs> there's a picture of this little girl she's complaining that her parents are never there for her and that mm-hmm. she's always left alone but then there's a picture of her in a restaurant and it says family night and she's sitting alone at dinner so this little girl made a reservation and tried to book her parents for a dinner and then showed up apparently she can find her way to a fucking hotel restaurant and sit there and look disappointed and ask somebody to take a picture and take the picture and then put it up on the fridge as the worst guilt trip a little asshole could ever do in her life yeah, she needed to get a point across. Her parents weren't home. Well, clearly it didn't get the point across because the yeah. parents weren't home again. Well, to be fair, they weren't home in that instance. It was Thanksgiving. Maybe they forgot something at the store. Maybe they were going out to get her a present because she's rich and spoiled. She lives in a penthouse in New York City. I, I, I get what you're saying. You're angry because she has money. But I think she's sad and desperate, and she reminds me of people that I once knew. But, you know, to be fair, Louis, we don't know what happened to his parents either, because he doesn't really talk about them. But they make up again, and he goes back to them. That, well, that's my whole point, <laughs> is both of these kids were supposed to feel bad for them because their parents are gone. And, you know, that's the classic, like, 90s trope of these films. Mm-hmm. Kids that come from broken homes, and we identify with them. But these kids... We don't really know if they come from broken homes. Mm-hmm. That one little girl was crying because her parents were gone, but 
they reconciled again no problem and looked super happy to be around her. Right, right. Louis <laughs> reconciled with his parents, but we don't know why they disappeared. And in all those pictures, they look happy as fuck. And his, right. He his, was just a dramatic little asshole who didn't have any friends because he's a dick. Yeah, he just wanted to run away and go to the circus because he was bored. He just needs to have somebody teach him how to be a friend. Right. So I don't think that they necessarily had as big of issues with their parents as this movie the way they as. were built to. Right. Because it wouldn't have been that easy to reconcile. So basically it was poor with poor little rich kids. Maybe. Maybe that little boy was rich too. I mean his parents didn't look poor. They had the same camera as a rich girl. So <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so we find ourselves at the Thanksgiving parade and they're told to act like robots. And so <laughs> T Rex is over here and Oh, I wish they were real dinosaurs. This isn't doing it for me. So he decides to sing a little number, which is a great little number, and it's written by Lionel Richie, so it's got some zazz behind I it. I thought it was... Uh, little Richie, I'm sorry. Little Richie. Yeah. Yeah, it was written by Little Richie, not Lionel Richie. And all the um, Richies. What did you think was the significance? It's Little Richard. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> know your full house lingo, okay? Oh, you stupid! <laughs> um... What do you think is the significance of the whole purpose that these dinosaurs came back is to fulfill the swish of little kids mm -hmm. for them to see a live dinosaur. And all of these little kids are saying, oh, I want to see a real live dinosaur. Mm -hmm. But they literally are. Like, do you think that's a failure of their mission? Or do you think that's just showing that these kids are ungrateful and are never going to like fully absorb and appreciate a wish once it's been granted. I think that it just shows that nobody would think in their right mind that these are real dinosaurs and so that's why he breaks character and they were acting like robots and our modern day sciences, we can get some pretty cool looking dinosaurs out there, I think. This wasn't modern day, this was 20 93. years ago. This was 93 when Jurassic Park was made. Yeah, and if I saw one of those animatronic Jurassic Parks dinosaurs walking was down cool. the street, I would say well, that looks, like, really real, but I know it's not. Well, that's basically what they were saying. They were like, oh, that's really yeah, cool. But I, I wish it was I real. Yeah, but I think if I saw a real live dinosaur, it would be different. Correct. Right. So well, I then they start freaking out, and then the parents flip out because it's real, and they, keep, they run them and grab them. That's why they freaked out. So this is where they could have had a little bit more of a clear mission. Like, so these kids are, you're fulfilling their wish, but they don't. They just don't know it, and right. you can't reveal yourself because you'll get in trouble. Right. They just skipped over all of that. Mm-hmm. Or I guess that was the point of going to the museum later. It is. But I don't know why it was acceptable in the museum, because but not in. They hid it from the parents. The parents were the ones that freaked <laughs> the out. The parents were not allowed to know. Yeah. Like we're just gonna send you into this museum, like with wild critters that could rip you apart. But don't oh, tell your parents. Man. They're even crazy. like, this is our little secret. I'm like, this is like the fucking Predators movie, man. That it's okay to have secrets from your parents with adults. That's not okay. This movie is like real anti-parental authority. Yeah. Saying, run away from home. Don't worry what your parents think. What they're thinking about you. And even moral of the story, when you get yourself in trouble, all those little kids should just like not tell their parents what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Okay. Do you think I, it's weird that um, the circus is oddly sensual? Like, it's supposed to be dark and scary, but I feel you? like it's also, like, it kind of had, like, sadomasochism behind it a little bit, and little bondage kind of moments. And I was just like, huh. Huh. I didn't get that from that. As movie, an adult, but... I would go to this circus, maybe, as long as there weren't elephants and stuff like that being abused. Sure. Well, the little kids were, like, horrified that people, like, got off on being scared. I would go to this. Like, they look so disappointed. Right? Like, <laughs> Is that kids... my future? Yeah, actually. Have you I heard mean... of Hollywood Horror Nights and Universal Studios? Let's fucking do it. <laughs> it does. I don't like those things, but it doesn't make me sad that other people do. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, like, fill me with sorrow. As it did for these children. And next we're introduced to Screw Eye. Yes, the evil guy. The, uh, Dr. Skewride. This is my theory on why he's evil. He had a horrible accident at some point in his life where his eye was taken and there's a screw. Now it's in its socket. 
And everybody but it's a gave magical him, screw. But everybody gave him this disgusting name of Doctor Screw Eye instead of Doctor Good Eye, which is his real last name. So yeah, I'd probably fucking snap too. You go through this horrible ordeal, you lose half your sight, you're deformed a little bit, so you're probably gonna be alone because who's gonna want somebody with a metal eye? I'm sorry for all of you one-eyed people out there. You have glass eyes, I'm sure, not a screw. I'm going to put that out there. But, like, yeah, he's magic and everything. But, like, all these people, everybody who sees him, oh, hi, hi, Dr. Screw-Eye. <laughs> Fuck you. It's not my fault. What if his brother did it? Dr. Good-Eye, he accidentally, while building his fucking time-traveling machine, got him with the gun. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said I think that he's evil because he had hard childhood he could never live up to his brother he was tortured by his inadequacy Mm -hmm. and by his fear because he's scared of being alone yet his brother always left him alone so there we have this evil creature sam you like dr phil thank you so much next oprah please hire me next and then fucking so these little kids sneak in to join the circus and First of all, it's not ever explained why they want to join the circus, except all kids Cecilia. Do. I never did. I didn't know this any. This was a fun lifestyle where you travel with animals and clowns and everything kids like. That's the why. thing is, I was a kid during this time frame. I didn't know any other kids that wanted to join a circus. Mm-hmm. It, like, run away, go to Hollywood, and star in movies. Sure, that was a great dream. But I didn't know anybody that wanted to join a circus. That was, like, old school, like, our parents' age, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. Because all right. Fair. That's fair. It's like Taken. The so, movie Taken. Who's going to go travel Europe following you two in their teens nowadays? Yeah, that's true. I got that's you. Solid. I see what you're saying. So I think that was just these adults projecting that little kids mm-hmm. would want. This would be Did, fantasy fulfillment for them. But it wasn't. So it wasn't explained why they want to join the circus. And... They just willingly, like, signed away with, with blood. blood. And, first of all, the little boy did it first. The little girl sees how scary that was. And instead of doing anything about it, she just does it, too. Like, Blindly oh, follows. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she didn't want him to be alone, so I get it. But at the same time, are you kidding me? That's She's gross. got a sweet home. Parents that love her. She should have gone home and left the mm-hmm. little kid there. And then the dinosaurs run in. And they're like, whoa, whoa, they're our friends. Don't worry about it. And then he sees what awesomeness it is and turns the kids into monkeys. That's pretty rad. Yeah, to get the dinosaurs to turn into monsters so that he can use them to scare his crowds. Mm-hmm. But the, it wouldn't be turning them into monsters. It would be turning them into their true selves. Right. He just likes who they and really are. <gasps> he doesn't want them to have to change for anybody, so he feels like his brother's work. Fair. Oh, my God. Oh, See? my there God. There we go. Oh, my We've God. uncovered it. Because I don't... But I don't agree Game of Thrones that... what? <laughs> uh, do you know what I think is kind of gross? At one point, the pterodactyl also says, the way you look at me makes me want to lay an egg. I know. They said that at the end. That's crazy. That is the grossest thing I've ever heard, I think. And I don't know why it creeped me out so much, but it really impacted me. Because Even women as a kid. and eggs disgust you. That's fair. You'd rather be wrapped in the warm hug of John Goodman's voice. Mm, James Hugh James, actually, but that's okay. Um, so then uh, they're turned into dinosaurs again, their true self, and that's when the kids uh, wake up the next morning, and Martin Short, a.k.a. the clown, what was his name again? Stubbs. Stubbs. Wakes him up, gives him food. You laughed at me, and that means a lot to me. You yeah. desperate fool. Your one hope for a friend is a kid. Move forward with your life, buddy. Call it a day. You don't agree? You're giving me a weird look. <laughs> because the way he he was trying to get the kids' approval and the crowd's approval to get people to laugh because Ooh. he wants to do clown acts in the circus, but Dr. Evil Eye says only if you can make me laugh, but that's a trick because he's never going to be able to make that yeah, dude he's laugh. stupid. So this guy reminded me a lot of you, and if you were stifled because uh-huh. you love to make people laugh. So I feel like if you were stifled, this would be your way of acting out. Just stab him and be like, bitch, come at me. (laughs) So he shows the kid everything they're not supposed to, and then he sneaks them into the show tonight to to prove that they're actually demons or they're real dinosaurs again. And the kids, uh, they they dress up and they sneak in and... Because the little kids demand it. Right. They want to see them. And they want... Because they think they can change them. Yeah, but all the guy has to do is be like security, and he doesn't have to worry about it again. 
Yeah, I guess he wants to help them, though, because he sees they laughed at his jokes. So right, he's desperate. I get it. Friend. I get it. That's the same. It's fine. I get the analogy now. It is me. That's fine. If any of our listeners want to be friends with Charlie, just, just laugh. laugh at his joke. That's it. That really is all the prerequisite it is. And I'm like, oh my God, stop laughing at me. I love it. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we realize that the only thing needed to turn him back... Okay, because the T-Rex, he unchains the T-Rex because he hypnotizes it with his screw-eye. Mm-hmm. Dr. Screw-Eye uses his screw-eye. And he tells the dinosaur to move forward, tells him to move back, and he listens. Nothing really interesting here. But then the dinosaur... Oh, the crow decides to be a little cunt all of a sudden. For some reason, it went from loving the circus to just saying, go fuck yourself. And he decides to flash the strobe light, and which brings the dinosaur back. And the dinosaur decides not to bite him right away, which would be what a dinosaur would do. But shake him around and talk to a kid for a minute. The kid hugs him. He becomes Disney again. And that's when they realize all that needs well, to happen is a hug. Right. Well, he gave a little speech because the dino- or Rex grabbed the evil guy right. and was going to kill him. Right. And the little kids didn't want it to happen. So Louie ran out to plead his case. Correct. Of, you really are good. You're just pretending to be tough because you think that's what people want to see. But I know in your heart you're good. I feel like that's what he was actually saying to the evil guy. I think that's what he was saying and, to himself. And to himself, true. To himself. And Son not necessarily to the dinosaur, because the dinosaur was in that moment its truest self. Correct. Um, but cut to little girl said, I just want everything to be okay. And that because that was a wish, that's why the dude came back. Right. And made but he didn't do fine. it. No, he didn't make everything fine. The but kids I think the he'd dinosaurs. been granting wishes this whole time. We just didn't see him actually do it. But like, the guy even instance, said he didn't even need to. He didn't get back in time. That the kids did it. He even said it. You yeah, think he was lying he like back. Santa? Well, he'd been granting wishes this whole time. Right. Like the little girl that was wishing for a hat. Right. Right. Gets the hat. Um. The storekeeper that's held up at gunpoint gets saved. Mm -hmm. The hot dog guy magically gets a bunch of hot dogs. We're seeing wishes being fulfilled throughout this film. I think this could just be another I never noticed those before. Yeah. That's This whole movie is just about wish fulfillment. So many levels to this thing. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah. So, they turn good again. and And by hugging them. And he's like, do you want to come with us, kind of? He goes, I'll never like you. And they go into his spaceship and slowly go away. And then for some reason, the the way they wrap it up to me was just crazy. They decide to have the crows form a scarecrow on top of him. And then he just vanishes. And the crow takes the eye. Yeah. That was a very dramatic ending to not a very dramatic movie. I think it would have been better redemption if the... Louis' speech would have worked on the evil mm-hmm. guy because it was directed towards him, partly. Right. I feel like it would have been better if he would have admitted to his brother what had been his deal his whole life and there would have been a happy ending. It wasn't justified that he stayed evil because mm-hmm. that wasn't his truest self, I feel like. I wonder if they ran out of budget, so they're just like, all right, wrap it up. Wrap no, it up. I don't think so because it would have been, it would have taken the same amount of time. You're right. You're right. So then uh, he disappears, they go into outer space, and then they do the summary where it's like, and the kids got back to their parents and forgave them. But like, well, right, cause we already we, covered we this, get I back guess. to We get back to the dinosaur playing golf. Because mm-hmm. we're like, oh yeah, this is how this movie started. Yeah, so we already knew he was going to be fine. So he wraps all that shit up real quick. Like, how are like the kids, nothing. you ask? Oh, they're fine, they're a couple. They're back with their parents. Um... And, Who didn't love them, but now they're back and they're fine. And the dinosaurs are still in the museum. Mm-hmm. But not me. I'm out here playing golf and leaving them to do all the work. <laughs> and that's why I think it's interesting. It's an interesting story choice for this whole movie to start and end with it being a story being told mm-hmm. by this dinosaur who's out of place in Central Park playing golf, talking to a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a world with people. So there's a dinosaur playing golf. Like, I, I don't have the humans come to embrace the dinosaurs then. Is there a reason this dinosaur is taking a day off and the other ones are, like, working in the museum? Mm-hmm. Um, is any of this even true? Because we just heard what he wanted to tell us. To the bird. And he, right, and he 
like why would he wrap up so quick what happened with the parents and the brain food wore off and he ate the kid that's probably what happened because he he wrapped that up real quick right he's like and everything was fine so next or like because then the little bird goes back and hugs its mom like Mm -hmm. so he learned a lesson here from this dinosaur not to run away to the circus to go home and hug his mom so was that whole story the whole point of it was to appreciate your parents right there was no point there was zero point to <laughs> okay, any of the no story. Point. Okay. The, there was zero point. And I tried to figure it out when I was getting... No. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. It just was, well, we went on this adventure, and it was cool. Sweet. Okay. So... So, yeah. That's me. Thanks for uh, listening. So, uh... I don't have anything on In, it. like, the trio of epic dinosaur movies from the late 80s, early 90s... Jurassic this is Park, nowhere Land Before Time, we're this- back. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was trying to be that peak, that third, mm-hmm. third piece. Mm-hmm. Spielberg. The joint I loved, between I loved Super the Kitty like and... creativity behind the idea of it. Just to bring it home. wasn't going there. No. And it's based off a book, which I never read. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was based off a book. Um, but no, I mean, I liked it as a kid. I remember really like it was a decent movie as a kid. It wasn't like I watched it over and over, but like I did like it. I thought it was cute growing. I now watching it, like it wasn't like the most well thought out movie, but it was adorable. It was cute. I don't know that I'd say it's adorable or cute, but uh, some of the artwork was cool. Like the visuals were pleasing. There was a lot of the World Trade Center. What a really um, uplifting it was way cool, to leave. Like way to see New York City. Yeah, the cartoon. art was dope. Yeah, the art was really cool. I liked um, the talent behind this movie was there was a lot of it. Um, yeah, sometimes it just doesn't come together. You know? Kind of like Batman versus Superman. Everything to have a good moment, but it just didn't work out. Didn't see it, though I love me some bad fleck. Did not see it. I want to vomit that you said that. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for listening to us, you guys. We hope we didn't have Sam scare you off from listening to us again with that bat thing that she just did. Bat fleck, Ben Affleck. I hate you so hard. Um, please follow us on Twitter at 80s Baby Cinema or go to our website at thegreatcinematicdebate.com or listen to us on iTunes at iTunes The 80s Babies and the Great Cinematic Debate kind of is sure. what you search for I mean if you're listening to this on iTunes I think you've already found it and we're so happy that you did oh my god we're your wall though we're your wall though <laughs> thanks you guys have a good night bye we're back a dinosaur story.